What, we some kind of suicide squad? I am Iron Man. I live my life a quarter mile at a time. Server Anakin, I have the high ground. I'm gonna steal the Declaration of Independence. I'm simply saying that life uh, finds a way. Welcome back to the Big Movie Boys podcast, the only podcast coming soon to a theater near you. I'm your host, Jeremy Baumann, and with me as always is Ben Stitch. What's going on, boys? And Bob Liebel. What's up, everybody? This is our first ever fully vaccinated podcast. Fully vexcast. Yeah, yeah. Do you guys just feel so much safer? Stronger? Yeah, we could all kiss if we wanted to. Yeah, we There'd should be nothing have, wrong with we that. We should have when we entered this room. You feeling good, Bob? I know that second dose will put you down. Yeah, I'm about... I'm exactly 24 hours removed from my second dose. I'm feeling pretty shitty, but nothing a couple of bad blues can't cure. I think they recommend the CDC guideline is three to five drinks within 24 hours after your second vaccine increases its efficiency. You're also drinking Gatorade in between sips of Labatt Blue. That can't taste good. Tastes fucking amazing, actually. <laughs> That's healthy. The, it's the vaccine messing with your taste buds. <laughs> Honestly, I might just mix them together. I just pour some beer in my Gatorade. Prevents a hangover. That's only facts. All right, well, we got a, we got a bunch of stuff on the docket today. And we're going to start with the tried and true episode seven of the Mighty Ducks Game Changers. Ben, this is where they just flip the whole show on its head, right? It's just, who could have expected the twists and turns that came this week? Yeah, this episode was pretty great. A lot of jokes from Nick the Stick, my favorite character, everyone's favorite character. But no, I can't believe I still have three more episodes of this show. Um, it would have been better if they just rebooted and did a, did a movie. Because um, they're, they're doing a weird thing where each episode... They kind of choose a different side character kind of, to kind of focus on, but don't really go into anything about them. So you're just kind of like, and then they don't bring it up again ever back in the show and like later episodes. So you're kind of just like, good storytelling. This isn't what what are we doing? We're just wasting time here. So, uh, but but anyways, last week they ended still pissed off at Evan because he had practiced with the Ducks. They're still pissed at him, but guess what? The power goes off at uh at Bombay's rink. So they got to do a little and pond hockey. Not paying, not paying the fucking they, bills. Not paying swimming. the bills. Got to bring it back outside. Liquor money. He he not <laughs> that money for liquor God. and electricity. You'll learn in the end. He's the one who turns it off because he realizes the game can't just be played inside all the time, guys. You got to be outdoors. It's where you feel the game. You feel every inch of it. That doesn't make any fucking sense. <laughs> <Don't because laughs> here's what happens, Bob. You're not allowed to legally drink alcohol inside the arena. Good but point. Outside, there's no open container law in uh, Wisconsin. Bombay, is this Minnesota? Minnesota. Bombay did used to be a lawyer. He's a smart fucking guy. So he must have yeah found the loophole in that. Uh, when they're uh, you, you're not gonna remember this, but in the first movie, they practice passing with like eggs to kind of get the well, like, soft that. hands or I whatever. Remember that? Actually. In this one, they use their phones. Their most precious. Oh my things. god, that is so fucking genius! <laughs> Bombay is fucking updating his Jeez, practice routine. How fucking smart is he? And anyways, there's this one line where Nick the Stick has his phone on the ground and it lights up and it's a picture of Evan. And Evan goes, "Nick, is that a picture of me on your phone?" And he goes, "What?" So fucking funny, Nick the Stick, great character. Um, Evan's still upset with himself now. He takes the C off his jersey, and then they they all kind of talk to their They're like, either we're all captains, or no one is. So I'm pretty sure everyone on the team is a captain now. Sounds like no one is in either scenario. Yeah, it's pretty weird. Um, yeah, so like I was saying, they always bring up a random character. Sam is this week's character that they randomly talk about. He's still upset that Evan left the team. In 45 seconds, they convince him to stay on this team after he was thinking about quitting. He's not going anywhere. Just wasted... 
wasted time, stupid part of the show. But that girl who was in a couple episodes ago, the really good player from the Ducks, yeah. she's really pissed. But Evan, at Evan? Yeah, really pissed at Evan because okay. she, she's like, understandably so. She's like, you convinced me to leave the Ducks and then you almost go join the Ducks and take my roster spot. That was pretty fucked up. But anyways, Evan, Evan tells her she's super special to him. A little flirting going on. Also buys her a knee brace from Target. So they're, they're all set. That's sexy. That's literally what happened. Um, they go to the Target? No, they, he just goes, I bought you this knee brace from Target. It was kind of expensive. That's odd that they had mentioned the <laughs> store, right? How much did Target pay for that placement? Probably a million dollars because the show is watched by hundreds of millions. <laughs> um, You've watched it a hundred million times? <laughs> Uh, eventually they end up playing this game. They've only played four games in fucking seven episodes. They're two and two. They'll probably, like, speed that along where they'll be, like, fucking seven and six later on. But anyways, there was... In the movie, you know how uh, my favorite thing to bitch about about the movie is when Charlie's on a breakaway or whatever, shoots the puck down low, and then it ends up on high. Up high. Jeremy, I think I bring this up every... It slides (laughs) into the bottom left corner before they cut and it goes top right. Yeah, well, similar thing here. The girl is going down to shoot the puck with, like, 15 seconds left. Clearly a right-handed shooter. They cut to facing her then. She's now a lefty, or vice versa, whatever. But clearly different, a different person. Just a different person. I'm just confused, because, like, why do they even do that? Like, that doesn't seem like a hard thing to catch if anybody on the <laughs> set has ever actually played hockey or watched hockey Yeah, you would just life. be like, why don't we have the same girl who's shooting it just be in the same shot? It, was, it doesn't it was seem strange. like a hard thing to catch, and especially if it's something they did in the movies in the 90s that I'm assuming somebody had to have brought up. Hey, remember when we fucked we, that up? We oh, had some fix. bad editing. Yeah. yeah, easy fix, right? Why do why keep it? Maybe just continuity? Yeah, I guess. Physics don't work properly. They don't give a shit. I, I don't know what they're thinking, but... Uh, I need to be hired in this role because I, I'm ready for this all the time. But Hockey coordinator? But you can't <laughs> tell me you can't just find some, some dude who plays in a bar league who can just, just show yeah. up, you set up the camera, and he shoots at every possible angle on the net, yeah. and you got coverage for every possible shot. Yeah, that would make the most sense. It doesn't seem hard, though. You know what I mean? Like, well, how, how do you miss that? You don't play hockey, Bob, and you, you can figure it out. That's it's, what I'm saying. Like, even I could, could notice that if I was watching. But yeah, like, how it was can stupid. these people not fix that? Eventually, they end up uh, beating, beating the Hornets. They were playing the Hornets this week. Um, they scored with one second left by running Coach, uh, Coach Alex's play, Lori, Lori Laughlin, or whatever. What is her name? In the, I, I don't know her real Lori name. Lori Gilmore. <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, her <laughs> real name... It's a simple one. <laughs> we all know it. We, everybody knows it. But anyways, she comes up with this play, like, when they were practicing on the pond earlier, they had everyone, like, blindfolded, and they were practicing. Everyone, no one could do it. They were just falling down the whole time. And I guess that her play is super ridiculous and, like, overcomplicated and, like, as some sort of, like, element of, like, dance. It obviously, or no, there's no dance at all. like, something silly happened. They are blindfolded. They close their eyes. and oh, every- get the fuck out. Yeah, because they, they, they practiced it once, and they failed at it miserably, so they're like, you know when we should break this out? The game when it's tied with uh, 15 seconds left. So they practice it blindfolded, and then during the game, she calls the play, and they just all shut their they eyes? They just shut their eyes. The other team's like, what are you doing? Evan wins the draw immediately. Goes, the with one his pass, eyes closed. With the eyes closed. Okay. He's feeling. He feels it. They're- okay. They're double. <laughs> and this this makes just- perfect sense. They pass it back to the girl. Uh, one of the girls. There's she like, sees there's it coming without with her eyes closed. She just uh, tape to tape, Bob. When you're okay. that good, <laughs> okay. you don't you don't need to see slaps. Fucking slap her right into the back of the net. Eyes shut. The net that she can't see. The net that she's okay. not even looking at. And These kids have amazing. Really, her stick the right way. She saw that. They got right. It was an amazing goal. Don't don't really know if I believe it. Don't know if I see that happening in real I, life. But I would say that's probably impossible. It was a great ending, and uh, I think we're gonna. I'm hoping for a nice little. Uh, 
Coach Bombay, Coach Alex uh, hookup Fox scene sex. coming up. <laughs> yeah, I'm ready for that. They're putting that episode on Hulu. Right? <laughs> but yeah, on Pornhub. Uh, I'm ready for this one to for these three episodes to speed by. I'm sick of. Oh doing my god, these you recaps. have that many more? <laughs> Holy fuck! All right. Was anyone even partially vaccinated when this show started? This this has been a long time, dude. I don't think longest I've... running bit in Big Movie Boys history, without a doubt. I don't think I was vaccinated, and I've been fully vaxxed for two weeks now, so, Jesus. Oh. Alright, well, speaking of uh, running bits, it is time yet again to fasten up for F9. Boys, how are we feeling? Shitty. Oh, God. I, as much as I don't like doing my recaps, I dislike these ones even more. Jeremy loves them, though. We're only one in. <laughs> yeah, just so. fucking one. <laughs> it was so long last so week. Fun. <laughs> Last week's was long because we had nothing else to do. This week's is short because we have other stuff to do and because this movie sucks and barely plays into the rest of the series as, all, as it moves forward. I've got like seven bullet points here. The only things you need to know from this movie. I didn't rewatch it. We start by meeting Tej. That's ludicrous. I did not know he was in him this, this early. He's in Too Fast, Too Furious. Damn. He's a mechanic. He also runs like jet ski races. He, he's from Miami. We're out of LA now. We're in Miami. Gotcha. Okay. Then we meet Roman, played by Tyrese. Is his name just Ty- Tyrese? What's his last name? Again? Tyrese from The Walking. Wait, what? No. Who's Tyrese. If you saw him, you'd know him. I know who you're talking about. I didn't realize he also joined this this time. Isn't he like kind of out of the loop now because he bitched about stuff way too much? Or am I just making that up? Did I dream that? Maybe. Thought he got into something like he wasn't paid enough money. I'm sure that happened. He has one name. <laughs> he has one. He he's credited as Tyrese, like fucking Prince. Pretty much, might as well be him and Brian O'Connor, late great Paul Walker. Turns out their childhood friends had a falling out when Brian became a cop. I mean, oh, I wonder. Can why. you blame him? We learned that Roman, uh, he got in a bit of trouble with the police. Blamed Brian for it. Thought he snitched on him. Probably did. Will we find out? Probably. I don't remember how this movie plays out. <laughs> uh, Any spoilers you want to give away right now, Jer? No, not yet. We'll get there. I don't there. know who Tyrese is, but the first thing he comes up with when you search him is Too Fast, Too Fast. He's in Four Brothers, too. Oh, okay. Uh, Mark Wahlberg joint. Is that part of the Fast and Furious it cinematic might as well be. Is Mark Wahlberg in one of these movies? Not yet. Holy fuck, why didn't they make him Dom Toretto? They sh- Mark Wahlberg should be like their third brother. In the next movie. <laughs> okay, so we have another fucking brother. And he's from Boston. <laughs> That's the Holy Trinity right there. Vin Diesel, John Cena, and Mark Wahlberg. Dom, were you with mom when she left me at that fire station in Boston? <laughs> Damn, it writes itself. Alright, so the conflict in this movie is basically uh, Brian is a cop again. Remember, you know, he gives Vin- killed people, right? Yeah, he killed someone, gave let Vin Diesel get away, whatever. It's all cool. He needs to go undercover again. Not a secret this time. We know from the jump. And he needs another driver. So he gets his buddy Roman, who's got an ankle bra- bracelet on. I think he's under house arrest, but they're like, yeah, you can be an undercover agent. And if you help us, then we'll take the ankle brace off. You'll be, you'll be free. That's his motivation to get in. Uh, and basically, they're working undercover for some like Miami drug lord, I think, who needs like getaway drivers to transport drugs and money and stuff. That's the whole plan here. 
Eva Mendez is in this movie. Wait, so I saw that when I Googled Tyrese. Brian O'Connor is in this one then? Yes. So it's just Dom isn't. Vin they Diesel's not Dom in is not in Dom's not, That's why, why I don't get why would Dom be in this movie? Just <laughs> 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 having trouble understanding that part. That's incredible. Did they not watch the first movie and realize he was the star of it? Guys, if Dom was in the movie, you'd know Dom was in the movie, alright? No Dom, no Letty, no Vince. No all the people that I know. Correct. Okay. This is almost Besides entirely new people except for Paul Walker. Okay. Eva nice. Mendez is an undercover agent as well. She's working with the drug lord guy, and I'm She's pretty sure undercover. sleeping with him. Like... Going too far so undercover. Really deep undercover. I it think fun. I think farther the than covers. the Call of Duty would allow. <laughs> I don't know how it works, but you got to do what you got to do when you're on. Yeah. The undercover agent looks fucking awesome. You can kill people, race your car, I've never, sleep with your boss. <laughs> Every movie I've ever seen where someone's undercover, nothing bad ever happens. No. A uh, couple scenes worth pointing out. There's a time where the drug lord guy tortures someone by laying the dude down on a table. Exposing his stomach, putting a rat on his stomach, putting a bucket over the rat, and then blowtorching like the top of the bucket Ooh. so it gets super hot. And the rat, there's Just only one way to get out: out yeah. dig his way out through the guy's stomach. That's honestly How smart thinking. Bucket? Like the rat can't just kick the bucket off the guy. I think they're like holding the bucket down. Okay, yeah, but so that's, that's they just got that. hit with the blowtorch. Yes. Okay. They have gloves on. That just seems like a not. That seems like a little elaborate. If you want to do like a rat, it is like, incredibly elaborate. I feel like there's a better way to do it. Just toss him in like a small room with a pissed off rat or something. That's that's fucked. I would not like that one. That I'd like almost hell. rather get waterboarded than that. I think. What do they want? What do they? Was it just torturing him for like information? I'd give him anything. I think they were. <laughs> I know. I'd tell them right away. I think I this. Never be tortured. I think that dude might have been a cop or something. They were trying to get him to like admit it. There's nothing. No, they were just like trying to get like him to divert the other cops. In one area, so that they could get away with their shenanigans. Jeremy's explaining this like he watched this movie a year ago. I did watch this movie a year ago. <laughs> the only other scene that sticks out is at the very end of the movie. Brian and uh, Roman are reunited after whatever bullshit happens. The bad guy and Eva Mendes are escaping on his yacht. So what do they so do? So she bad now, just for real? No, I think I think she knows. He knows that she's a cop, and he just like takes her gotcha. away. I guess. Nice. I know what they do though, Jeremy. They call Ludacris. And Ludacris gets his fucking speedboats out. Or, didn't you say he raced uh, jet skis? Jet skis? Unfortunately, no. Ludacris. Oh, really? Oh, that would make sense. Not a huge footprint in this movie. Okay. They, he's he's uh, still the rap career then. That's true. <laughs> yeah. Baby. Baby. He was singing Baby this yeah. year. They're now together in the same car. They kick it into overdrive. I assume hit NOS. I don't remember for sure. <laughs> Go off a, a ramp, a strategically placed There's ramp. There's always a ramp on a dock, Jerry. Into the yacht, they land the car the on the yacht, out of town. and then they don't get shot immediately, and then uh, I think they shoot the bad guy again. I don't know if he dies. Paul Walker shoots a lot of people in these movies. Sounds a little corrupt. Casual murder for an undercover cop. Yeah. But now, uh, now they're all free again. What they're is all... his jur jurisdiction that he can go from LA to Miami as an undercover cop? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's how police work is, uh works uh no it does in fast and furious world though that's everything you need about know about too fast and furious i would not recommend this movie it kind of sucks other than the new tej and roman characters you don't really need you it. don't really need anything else in this movie if if it turns out later that i forgot something i'll bring it up again but so brian is still a cop in the second one i thought he would have bounced already still very much a cop 
And, he doesn't uh, stay a cop, though, right? They just let Maybe, him. Yeah, dude. Well, I might fucking... Well, yeah, when you can do whatever you it. want. <laughs> that's true. I might stay a cop. This, this job's got a lot of perks, Bob. But yeah, that's, uh, that's it for Fast Enough for F9. Are you guys more excited now for F9 than you were last week? I honestly do feel like I, after we're done with this, I could watch F9 and not have to watch any other ones. That's this what I'm hoping one, for. This wasn't as thorough as the other one, obviously, because we were a little crunched on time, but I still feel like I know what happened. Not worth movie. recapping either. Right, yeah. And I, I'll say it again. Once we get to Fast and Furious 4, moving forward, I highly recommend you watch them. The recaps will not do it justice. So, what's next then? We got Tokyo Drift next. And Tokyo then, Drift is next week. And then 4? Yep. I didn't I was, know if they just slipped I in a third one then. Tokyo Drift was the second one, but then I realized Too Fast, Too Furious is way too easy to pass up. It's an awesome title. <laughs> and they sing Too Fast, Too Furious in the first movie. A little foreshadowing. Is Ludacris they sing that sing song? It? They sing There's it. There's a song, yeah, Too Fast, Too Furious. I think it's Ja Rule. Oh, yeah, you did mention Ja Rule last yeah. week, I believe. He's a good guy. Yeah. He's never scammed anyone out of anything. <laughs> All right, boys, that's enough uh, Fast and Furious for this week. There's plenty more to come, though. If you're, if you're itching for more, let's talk about some other stuff that came up in the news. Who wants to bring their item to the table first? Mine's the most important, so I guess I should start. Assuming, right? Uh, yeah, I don't know if you guys live under a rock, but this week, or not this week, on May 1st, uh, Rush Hour 1, 2, and 3 just got put on streaming service. HBO Max now has the Holy Trinity. How do you feel about Bob, it? your birthday is in December, but it, it came <laughs> a little early this year. It might have been, <laughs> been May 1st from now on. I'm very excited, just because I can now watch them whenever I want. I'm happy for you, because now you can watch them. But I'm also a little sad, because it takes away like the, the glory of watching it on TV. Yeah, the, the old uh, watch the first while you pregame, miss the second one, come back hammered, and watch the yeah. third one. Well, that's, a, that's a classic. <laughs> you can me. do that on your own, Bob. <laughs> that's true, but that, that would be lethal. But I think it, like Rush Hour for me is a classic TV movie. I think of like movies that if it's on TV, I'm watching it no matter what. Rush Hour, any of them. The Shawshank Redemption. I don't think I've ever seen it anywhere but Yeah, on TV. knowing you like can't watch it, it's like that little flirtatious, yeah. you can't always have it, I was so like, you well, want when it. When the fuck am I going to watch this? Exactly. But now that you can have it all Next the time. Week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right? I can watch it whenever I want. But wh- when are you going to watch them, Jeremy? Sooner than later. We watched the Lord of the Rings trilogy three weeks in a row. This one's better. There's a chance we watched the Rush Hour trilogy three weeks in a row. Oh, uh, that'd be probably our best decision yet. It's probably the thing that we've talked about the most on this podcast. We've never actually that that or Mark Wahlberg. So we cover him here and there. <laughs> we've talked about him plenty. Yeah, I'm. I, I noticed that they were on streaming services. I didn't, you know, get out of my seat, run and turn on HBO Max to <laughs> to start the trilogy right away. But I will certainly watch them before they leave HBO Max. When would they leave? I'm not happy about that. Well, they usually rotate they better, stuff in They better call me. Bob, <laughs> we're taking it off. Yeah, I'd like uh, an extended warning on that one. But yeah, I have probably watched the third one. I'm going to pull a Bob here. I've probably watched the third one at least 50 times. That's the shittiest. <laughs> that one, I actually don't really enjoy but that one. I love that one so much. I've probably seen the first and the second one combined maybe like four times. So uh, I'm excited to go rewatch those ones. That's odd, Ben. Jeremy, I'll let you know. The first one's actually like pretty deep the second one also kind of a masterpiece <laughs> <laughs> the third one is the one that like i actually like don't you find that the third one's on tv the most the third one definitely is on tv the most we used to i used to watch that on the bus all the time going to track meets i've seen rush hour three not actually watching it it's been playing in the same room as me probably two thousand <laughs> <laughs> that chuck's <sucks. laughs> 
same room as you. You've been in the same state as somebody watching <laughs> that movie. Rush Hour 3 is whack, though. I just, I hope to God we can get Rush Hour 4 one day. Yeah, we, the people are asking. I will it. Google that, like, probably once every two weeks. I'm like, Rush Hour 4, 20. <laughs> See if it's in development? Occasionally, it'll be like somebody that writes an article about it. Like, Jackie Chan and Chris Tucker were fucking <laughs> out to dinner. Yeah. Captured <laughs> eating dinner together. <laughs> they drove by each other in traffic the other day. We're getting Rush Hour 4. Although, if we ever watch Rush Hour together, you know how I always freak out when they say this, the name of the movie in the movie? I'll fucking chug a pint of liquor when they say, when they say rush hour in rush wow, hour. I don't even, they do that in the first oh, one? Oh yeah, they do. Wow, oh, did yeah. not know that. I'm I, getting, my blood's boiling right now. I don't even know what these movies are about. They actually have nothing to do with rush hour. I was wondering if there was going to be like Fast and Furious overlap, no, like if no. there a lot of car driving. The main premise is that he's Chinese and he's black. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, that's really what it's about. Dude, in the third one, that's what it is about. Yeah. It's that's what most of the dialogue is about. <laughs> They're so fucking funny together. Some though. Chris Tucker is some so great in this in these movies. I love to say he's only been in four movies since nineteen whenever Rush Hour came out. Nineteen ninety Friday and Rush Hour. Th no, he came. He had Friday. Then he did Rush Hour one, two, and three. That was it for twenty years. And he made like fifty million dollars. And then he went. It was in Silver Linings Playbook. A few oh years yeah, ago. that's right. That's all he's been in. He's still famous. And my favorite As actor. he should be. <laughs> Lee! <laughs> uh, ben, what, uh, what of your favorite trilogies is now streaming? Uh, none of my favorite trilogies, probably. Uh, the, my news topic is not my favorite trilogy of all time coming to HBO Max. Mine is season four trailer of Stranger Things. Just coming out. I... I'm probably not as excited about this as I want to be, but I'm maybe that's because I was so hyped about like season three and it kind of let me down a little bit. But what? season three is my favorite season. Season one is still always mine, but it, it kind of felt like it was going to end and then they didn't end it. Basically, I'm upset Hopper's still alive and that's going to yeah. bother me. But other than that, everything looks cool. This uh, the trailer gets me excited. It's just like I don't want to have my expectations too high for this show. I found uh, Stranger Things is like honestly so popular. And when I look at Stranger Things, I think of like Rick and Morty where I'm like, everybody likes this show, but it takes so long in between seasons that like I feel like they lose people. And also it's so popular. You know, like whenever something's super popular, like people start to like hate it yeah like that's just how like with sports teams especially like whenever teams really stranger good. things is definitely that yeah that's what it feels like because like i was looking i was just reading through like comments and stuff on twitter about like when they released the trailer and i saw a lot of people like bagging on it like oh they're still making this show and i was like what is this not good when, anymore like, when it first came to netflix it was probably like it's probably one of the top three og netflix shows that people oh absolutely usually yeah yeah i don't watching the teaser i was like i i liked it a lot but i also felt like I wasn't as excited as I expected myself to be. I'm guessing that's strictly based on the length of time between season three and we don't even know when season four is coming out. We just know it's at least close enough that they're teasing it. But I'm sure as soon as it comes out and I start watching it again, I'll be sucked right back and in. They're kind of strategic with their dates. Like I remember season two coming out around Halloween and then last yeah. season three in like July 4th. So I don't know if they have something, maybe like Christmas. I don't know what they're planning for this. I don't know. My other thing is. I'd done this for each of the seasons, like, because it takes so long between, like, I'll watch season one, and then when season two came out, I was like, I don't even fucking remember season one, so I'll rewatch season one. That's what I watched thinking. one and two before three, but now I'm just like, I'm not going to watch three fucking seasons, like, that, like, they're kind of That's does. tough, yeah. Yeah, but, like, I feel like I do, because I barely remember I may rewatch season three in preparation of this one, but I, I, I don't think I'll go back. If anything, I'll, I, I don't think I'll ever watch season two again. 
Season yeah. one is like, I, I could see myself going back to that one to remind myself why I do really like this show, but, and maybe I'll, you know what I do when a show like this is coming back out? I watch the finale, no matter what. I, I'm going to watch the Good season idea. three finale before this. I have, I have an interesting thing. You know how, like, they obviously look so much older? You notice, like, in this, it's, like, 11. I'm assuming that's going to be, like, a younger actress playing 11, like, in these flashbacks. Oh, yeah, I gotta think she so. doesn't. Unless they de- uh, de-age that, them, like, like are, in your coronavirus are, movie. Are they gonna do something like that? Or, or is it just Did gonna you be, like... de-age a 15-year-old, however old she <laughs> is? But isn't that crazy that we're even talking about that? Like, I just feel like that she's looks so different. All of them look so different from when it first started. And if they're doing flashbacks to when she was in the lab, like, they're either they gonna just not it, show yeah. her face, or, like, like, how do you do that? You know, it's it's weird because these kids are getting so old, but because they're taking fucking three years between each season. They're, yeah, they're, they're like, actually like famous actors I, now. I'm pretty sure that one or uh, they're Caleb, in Ghostbusters now. Caleb McLaughlin or whatever. Ka- that, yeah, Concrete he, Cowboy. He's like 20 years old. Yeah, he's old as shit. Yeah, <laughs> he's older than us. And I'm <laughs> like, I'm pretty sure all of them are over like 17, and most of them are like 18. They're 19. drinking. Yeah, they, they legally. Definitely. Yeah, or <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait for it though. Very excited. I am excited. I just I didn't quite feel that spark that I was expecting with uh you know one of I would say yeah. one of my all time favorites. I'm not gonna call it top tenor necessarily, but I always get excited when like it comes it. back. Yeah, I agree. But I didn't quite have that that spark. But like I said, as soon as I jump back into it, if I do rewatch the first season, I'm I know myself. I'm gonna rewatch the second and third season, which is why I don't even want to restart it. But That's a slippery slope. That's a lot is. of time right there. They kind of take a while to watch too. Yeah, hour long episode. They're I mean, pretty dense. Ten, yeah, twelve, I think. Maybe in the later seasons there were less, yeah, but first one they were definitely. 12. This is also one of the few Netflix shows, at least with the last season. I'm trying to remember if the first two seasons had it, where they did also like a companion behind the scenes like series as well. There's a few episodes oh, of yeah. like interviews with the creators and stuff like that. So I always like when shows do that. Anyway, my uh, my news topic actually snuck in a bonus topic here. First one being Bo Burnham is back in a big way. Teasing his new comedy special that he completely made by himself during quarantine, I guess. Pretty excited about that. Last new Bo Burnham content was June 3rd, 2016. That was five years ago. Wow, that's Last crazy. comedy special. He did make a movie. Oh, no, yeah. It. We love 8th grade here. But I'm kind of excited about this because I think after I watched 8th grade, I was like, you know what? Wow, he made a great movie. I've kind of disrespected his comedy in the past. I kind of made fun of Jeremy for liking his specials. I, and I was like, I'll watch, I'm going to watch him. So I think I, I'm still holding on to that. That was like three years ago, I think we watched that movie, maybe four. That was a while ago. 2018 sounds right. Okay, yeah. And uh, so I'm, I'm excited for this. I will watch this. And I think I have the right expectations going in because I, I like his movie, but I don't love his, uh, his stand-ups really. But I, I'm still excited to watch this. I couldn't care less. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm not, like, I've seen a, a lot of, not a lot, but I've seen enough Bo Burnham to have formulated to my know opinion what you, on yeah. him. And I mean, I think he's funny. Like, I don't mind watching his stuff. I don't. I wouldn't seek it out. Maybe, maybe it was like a Friday night, and I was looking for a comedy special to watch. And this, maybe not this, because I think this is going to be more like intimate. Maybe like less. I don't know. More serious in a way. But like one of his other specials, say he came out with like a normal one. I would probably watch it. Like I'm not. I don't don't dislike Bo Burnham, but like I don't get amped when his new specials come out. You hate Bo Burnham. Just be strong. No, with I, your I, I, opinion. I definitely don't hate. Bo, I'm just Voice I'm your real opinion. With your chest, Bo. <laughs> I'm impartial on Bo Burnham. I think he's funny sometimes, but he's not. He's not like the greatest guy in the world. He's no Louis C.K. <laughs> <laughs> 
my Twitter timeline was blowing up when this tweet yeah, went out. Yeah, apparently he's super popular because I saw that as well. <laughs> yeah, um, I didn't realize that either. People yeah, it was like Bo trending Burnham. worldwide. Like, I saw Bo Burnham was like, but I don't know. I thought he died for a second. Me too. Um, but it, it's it's kind of cool that he filmed it all during quarantine by himself. I'm a big fan of that. I wonder if more stuff like that's going to come out. from like. I mean, did he come out with a podcast during quarantine, though? That's true. What's cooler, actually? <laughs> Bo, if you're listening. If that is your real name. There's no way his name is fucking Bo. <laughs> What's Bo short for? I think Bob. it might be short, yeah, for Robert. Get the fuck out of here. Go by Bo. We should start calling you Bo Lebel. <laughs> hey, Bo. Well, That's Bo, fucking... did you watch the Marvel Studios Celebrates the Movies, my real news topic for the week? I did, and I didn't I know how to react to that. Because I didn't know what it was. I'll tell you in a second how I reacted to it, but I know it was good because one Ben Stitch he had to, he couldn't even hold it in. He's like, I can't bullshit. I got pumped over this. And when I read that message, I was like, yeah, that's how it's impact weird I didn't get pumped. This is why I said I had a weird reaction weird. to it. I didn't know. I thought we knew all that already. The release dates. A lot I, of, a couple, I was like, all that stuff's coming out. A couple yeah. new release dates, a couple new movie titles. First ever look at the Eternals. Yeah, I, that I knew it was different but i was watching it i was like i thought we knew all that and then i realized when i was re also reading through comments everyone was freaking out about the release days and stuff and i was like oh we didn't know that <laughs> okay makes sense it was really cool though yeah my thinking was more so i'm just so impressed how like i don't love these movies and i never will the, but they're it, gearing up but like for the another fact run. that they're like ready for like they know what's gonna happen for 30 years is like yeah. pretty fucking impressive they're gearing up for another phase like, and then, it's crazy and jeremy's just gonna like take a take a mortgage out on his parents house and uh, just to watch these movies more and more times it's pretty remarkable my brother right now is um currently he's he's like me he's watched like uh movies here and there probably like 50 percent of them he's re-watching all of them right now and i'm not saying i'm going that far but it, it does like tempt me to like dig into this world like a, a little more or universe i should say a little more it's unbelievable the just the amount of hype based on this trailer this trailer this trailer dropped at 9 a.m monday morning i saw it at 10 a.m monday morning i have never been that awake at 10 a.m on monday morning <laughs> in my entire goddamn life that was the end of my work day i could not <laughs> focus on anything for the rest of the day i think i watched it five times that day alone I've watched it at least five times since. I get chills every single time they cut to the theater shot of people reacting to sweet. the Avengers Assemble moment. I don't know. I was mad about that because I've seen better things on Twitter of like the reactions of people in theaters. Like, how could Marvel not get a better one? That wasn't as cool. I saw people lose their fucking minds on Twitter of like reaction shit. Even when we were in the theater, I don't know remember what I said. I was like, can he do that? I think that's exactly what I said. I was like, can he do that? Is this a lie? Yeah, I was very confused at what I was watching. I was like, this is fucking nuts. And then, so it goes, it's got the Stan Lee voiceover. Mm. You go through the greatest hits of like, yep. the first three phases of MCU. Then it goes into the new stuff and you get the, I think it's called, called the Marvel Fanfare, which is like the theme that plays over the Marvel Studios logo before everything. But then it turns into a, a song they got a new song for this trailer where they just extend that marvel fanfare thing and then once the titles start popping up faster and faster and the music just gets more and more epic and then we get black panther wakanda forever new title drop uh the marvels new title drop and dates for both of those and then they tease for like the 10th time it feels like fantastic four at the end no title or uh date for that one but 
Where was uh Blade? I think that's even after. That's way far in the Fantastic like Four. Yes. Damn. What am I well, you got plenty to hold Fan you Fantastic over until then. Can't wait for that. They, yeah, they've been teasing Fantastic Four for a minute. I don't know why they don't just fucking come out. And... You know what's gonna be crazy? They're gonna have an entire, they're gonna have an arena full of people when they announce who's playing the. Probably. Have you ever watched the uh, F nine first trailer announcement thing? They had no. Uh, I can't say that I have, Jeremy. <laughs> they had like an outdoor concert venue full of people watching the trailer for the first time with all the actors there, just like shooting the shit. Wow, I underestimate how stupid. <laughs> and they could easily pack a football stadium full of people just to watch a Fantastic Four show. We would go. The casting release for that. Yeah, yeah, that'd be crazy. Dude, this video, I I was literally Googling like how to make a video your alarm clock. Like, <laughs> <laughs> This thing could change my life potentially. I, like I said, I've never felt more energized after. It was pretty sad. It was pretty awesome. Maybe we should watch it right now. I did watch it we twice did. today in preparation for this podcast. So. All right, well, that'll do it for the news. We'll have plenty more Marvel news to come, I'm sure. But boys, it is the 50th episode. I probably should have said that at the top. kind of forgot <laughs> until right now, if I'm being honest. I, did, I had no fucking idea Me either. 50? 50, that's why. You sure? That's why we're celebrating. Dude, right? we've done 50 fucking episodes. Released episodes. That means we've done more than that. Holy shit. Exactly. If you had asked me last week, or even if you asked me in like two weeks, how many episodes of this podcast have we done, I won't be able to tell you. Like 35. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds 80, about right. 81. But I really don't know. In order to celebrate this insane milestone of 50 episodes, we're finally reviewing a movie that we've talked about here and there, but now we're giving it the time that it deserves. National Treasure, we're finally reviewing it. We've mentioned it before. If you're unfamiliar, National Treasure, released on November 19th, 2004, directed by John Hurdletaub, written by Jim Kauf, who also wrote... Rush Hour. Did <laughs> you? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I thought you were looking at the screen. My next guess is Lord of the Rings. <laughs> as well as Cormac and Marianne Wiberly, movie stars, National Treasure, Nicolas Cage, <laughs> Diane Kruger, Justin Bartha, Sean Bean... John Voigt, and the late, great Christopher Plummer. Boys, this was a treat going back to this one. It's been a while since I've watched this, and I enjoyed every moment of it. Just, is there anything better than National Treasure? We're going full spoilers, by the way, because yeah. everyone's already seen it. Unless yeah. you're a fucking idiot, and if, you don't, if you've never seen National Treasure, don't listen to this podcast. Is this the most enjoyable movie of all time? That's it. That's in a in the question. sense that you can watch yeah. it no matter what mood you're in. You're never like talking about a movie that's it. on TV. You're dropping what you're doing and watching. Yeah. It's, like, it's really watch it a fun time. watch. And you know, this was the first time I was ever like, this might be Oscar worthy, a top five heist movie of all time. This is yeah. a se like a seriously underrated heist movie. Yeah. I don't know why it's not brought up like that. You this, forget how much of the movie is dedicated to stealing the Declaration of Independence. It's a big chunk of the movie, and yeah. it's incredible. And I was on my phone a little bit while I was watching this movie because I, I try to watch this movie at least one, two times uh, a week, so I, I didn't really <laughs> need to pay too much attention to it. But like when he's about to say, I'm going to steal the Declaration of Independence, I, I perked up and I was like, I got to rewind that and watch Great that line. again. Honestly, one of the best lines in cinematic history. I thought more for that than when they say National Treasure. Yeah. I don't even know if they say National Treasure directly in the movie. No, I took a big shot not. of liquor, though, when they said, I'm going to steal the Declaration of Independence. I paused it, went to the bar, came back, <laughs> finished, the, finished the movie a couple hours later. 
Yeah, I, uh, this, this is just a movie that I, I love watching every single time. It never gets old to me. Exactly. I, I feel like I don't necessarily, like, catch new stuff. I don't think it's so dense that there's, like, you know, jokes or subtext that I'm necessarily not picking up on each watch, but there's stuff you forget about, and then it refreshes it. Underrated, as far as comedy goes as well, there's moments I genuinely laugh in this movie. Yeah, you're talking about when Riley's eating pizza and John Voight's like, you're with this fucking guy, and he's like, what? <laughs> great, great, uh, great line reading there. Um, Joe, you're talking about things that you like, missed. I didn't realize, I thought this movie was about an hour and a half, so I was very pleased when I popped up and it said uh, <laughs> two hours and 11, 11 minutes. minutes yeah. I think that's how long it is. Well, yeah. Yeah. It's such a fun watch that you don't know, dude. Immediately, I was like, huh. Uh, Christopher Plummer forgot he was in this movie. He's in the first big scene. And they're talking about their family. And it's this treasure has been within this family. Like, the hunt for it has been in the family for six generations. They haven't gotten past the first fucking clue. <laughs> Dude, it pissed me off yeah, so much. That's why I love the one scene when they go back to John Voight's house. And he's like, he's all pissed off. He's, he's the one who's finally like, I figured it out. There is no treasure. It was all a, it was all a ruse to keep the British occupied. And then Nicolas Cage is like, "Dad, I found the Charlotte." And he's like, "Holy!" Comes fuck. in his pants. <laughs> he's so fucking excited. It was a ship. Who <laughs> <laughs> was there? Yeah. Yeah, Dad, and she was beautiful. And then immediately he goes back, just like. Well, there's no more clues. <laughs> or there's only clues. There's, I, I no, haven't really yeah. decided yet. <laughs> it's like, it's then there'll be another clue, and then the next clue. He's just pissed he didn't like, fucking find the Charlotte. Six generations haven't found a single clue. I found one. How did you come to well, that? Well, he conclusion? finds four in one fucking movie. So. He finds the damn treasure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. In like a week. But at that pace, you would think this treasure's not being found for about 3,000 more years. Well, luckily, the Freemasons carved their logo into a couple of the clues, <laughs> so that makes it a little bit easier. How the fuck did nobody accidentally find this thing? Is what I want. Yeah, they didn't go through this grave. Uh, I always get pissed that they could have just went through the grave the other way and found they it. They go through the one grave, and then they come out the other one, and it's like, why not just go through <laughs> that one? And then not fall to your death, like Shaw. Yeah, when Shaw dies, I think that Rest might in peace be to Shaw. When I watch this, <laughs> a in, real one. When I, <laughs> when I watched this in the theater at eight years old, I was devastated yeah. watching that. I was like, "This is how I'm fearful of dying." I thought there was going to be many more situations where I'm going to be climbing on sketchy ladders like this and have a chance of falling Bro, to my death. If you didn't cry when Shaw died. <laughs> Who the shit. fuck are you? Like, I don't even know. What is Sean Bean's name in this movie again? Ian. Yes, uh, Ian, because yeah, yeah. they say Shaw about 100,000 times in this movie. That I was like, wait, is Sean Bean's name Shaw? I don't fucking know. Shaw Bean. They're saying Sean? <laughs> yeah, his name is Ian Howe. And the only reason I even remember that is because halfway through the movie, they just start calling him Howe. I'm like, who the hell are they talking about? <laughs> that That's going to be one of the things I pick up next time I watch is, what the fuck? You probably caught it, but you're like, I don't even know who the hell they're talking about. Like, who's this new character? Oh my god. The other thing that, like, I genuinely think this movie is good. No, I, I, it's I a too. good movie. Like, I'm I, not joking. I enjoy I, I this do, movie. I do joke about how much I like this movie, but genuinely, I think it's a good movie. I think the directing's good. I think the cinematography's good. That first cut when it goes from young Ben and he's being knighted because he thinks he's a knight for some guy. That was weird. I was like, Christopher Plummer, why weren't you he's like, not even British. did you even listen to my goddamn story? How did you come to that conclusion? Yeah. 
But when he lifts his head and then it cuts and to modern day Nick Cage lifting his head in that snowmobile that doesn't stealing. exist. That's the first time I pop in this movie. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, you just hell yeah. But the thing that is most underrated in this movie by far is the music. One of the Dude, greatest score. soundtracks yeah. of any movie Very ever. Good. The score, they come back to it a lot in this movie, and it's fucking great every time. I just feel like I'm about to join the military or... Steal the Declaration <laughs> of Independence. Yes. If, how do you, you go to... I don't even know who did the music in this movie. I should figure it out. How do you go to someone and you're like, all right, we need a score for this movie. It needs to be 50% America, 50% heist. And this dude just nailed it. Can we look up who did it? Because I have a feeling it's somebody famous. Every time I hear that, that music play, I feel like I'm at Mount Rushmore. Which is a great uh, for the second movie. But don't watch the second one as much. That one's not as fun. Uh, Trevor Rabin. I've seen this guy's name before. I don't know what else he's done there. Doesn't matter. Wow. He had to have gotten more work from this. I hope so. Like, and I noticed like, when they're in the treasure room and they, there's the... The, the big reveal. Yeah, the flames start lighting everything up and the orchestra just gets louder That's and louder. Fantastic. I noticed what makes it American is that the lone bugle that just kicks in. I'm like, that's <laughs> like what. playing taps in the background. That's what does it. Yo, they trick me every time in this movie when they break through. You're like, this is it. This is the fucking treasure. And I'm like, God damn it. Where. This Where's is the, the damn treasure? Star? And then they're like, well, we got to leave through this door. And you're like, holy shit. There it is. Could it really be that simple? <laughs> Delivery. The secret lies with Charlotte. <laughs> Why the fuck does he have that with him? Ian gave it back to yeah. him. There's, there's Shaw, Shaw gave it back to him. Yeah. Shaw was falling to his death and threw it back up to Ian, and then Ian gave it to him. I'm later. just confused how they had a pit so deep that Shaw could die to his death underneath the church and nobody knew about it. No one's like, hey, let's investigate. It's like, I'm walking over this floorboard. <laughs> it sounds like super hollow below me. Like, can we like take a look? Well, one of the things that I caught this time that was one of my only criticisms of this movie, I was like, you're telling me that they have this thing below a church in New York City underground and they never found it when that entire city underground is all dug up for subways? Wait, don't they, they explain it away, don't they? What do they say? They're down there, everything starts shaking, and they're like, what is that? And they're like, it's a subway. So there are subways. They're near, they just they're missed nearby, it. They're nearby, but they just missed it. Yeah. That would have been Shaw big. got smoked by a subway, dude. <laughs> he just fell on the tracks of the fucking, fucking one falling, train. Dude, I'm sorry. He has not fallen yet. He just landed on the track somewhere. And just every time I watch this movie, I'm like, Shaw, don't take that step. But he does. Every That's time. such a great scene when you're worried about them <laughs> catching Shaw. that Declaration of Independence with uh, Nick Cage just riding on that swing, dude. It's always so fucking intense. Every he, time I think it's going to fall. When he drops Diane Kruger and you're like, oh my god, did he just choose the Declaration <laughs> over her? But there's a there's a thing under her, so she's good. You yeah, trust me? <laughs> Do you trust me? Do it. Save. She the doesn't even answer, does she? She doesn't give she's a just fuck like... about her life. She wants that declaration saved. And I've always, I kind of felt like her introduction as to why she wanted to stick around was a little shitty, a little weak. She probably should have returned it. But this time around, I'm like, it makes sense though. If your job is like protecting like some of the most important documents in american history and you see these two guys stealing it and your choices are let them go away and you don't know where they are or go with them since you don't really consider them dangerous i'm like mm. okay I can also, she has ample opportunity to leave and take the declaration well yeah later on but she's already converted she did the yeah, switch she yeah. doesn't know which side of the law she wants to you know <laughs> it's, it's very much a brian o'connor situation <laughs> i think it's supposed to be played like 
that Nick Cage is so charming that she's just like, oh, stick around so a while. So fucking sexy. How yeah. you, Paul Brown? I don't but, care what your name is. I'm <laughs> leaving with you. But, you know, sometimes it doesn't come off that way. It just comes off that Nick Cage is the biggest alpha male in America. <laughs> and He's not even acting. Yeah, he's not even acting. I love when they call him Paul Brown, though. I'm like, yeah, that should be your name. You look more like a Paul Brown He's than not a Nick ben- Cage. Benjamin Franklin Gates, either. Oh, yeah. I love that. I'm going to name my son Benjamin Franklin. <laughs> Gates. Bo, <laughs> Bo Franklin Gates Lebo. <laughs> oh, man. Is there a National Treasure 3 coming out, right? That, no, it's they, a show, I think. They're doing they're, both, oh, supposedly. Don't ask kids, right? Yeah, there's going to be a Disney Plus show. You know, then, I'll recap that. You know, Nick Cage is going to yell at those kids on set probably oh, I pretty hope badly. So. Is he in it? I think he's in. I think they said he's in it briefly. How the like, fuck did you not have Benjamin Franklin? Well, it's Gates like Gordon Bombay you, and the Mighty Ducks. You do need him. I throw his ass in there. I imagine Nick Cage looks like shit these days. <laughs> he's been in movies recently. Like, I don't know, man. Throwing him. The last time I Nick feel Cage like I heard the declaration strapped to his back has got to look bad. The last time I heard of him, he was doing the fucking invention of swear words or whatever on Netflix. That was whatever good. that was. I watched that. That was good. No, no better person for it. The uh, the one only other criticism I've had of this movie is that they very explicitly state that the Const- or the Declaration of Independence rather is a super fragile, super old document. Yet they just throw that no. thing around. They roll it up as fast yeah. as they can in an elevator, and that thing isn't confetti at the end of the day. They throw it in the GD <sighs> oven, don't they? No, they, no, they want they to. Put, what, yeah, they yeah, you fell asleep. And they use yeah. a hairdryer or whatever. Yeah, that's... In John Voight's fridge that is just filled to the brim with, with lemons. lemons. <laughs> he has so many fucking lemons. He ordered pizza for dinner. He lives in a mansion, ordered pizza for dinner, but has thousands of lemons in his fucking house. Yeah, tough tough look there for John Voight. Um, also, what was I going to say? Jeremy, you're, you're forgetting that he puts it in the most indestructible. He bought online. He goes on eBay. What to buy to hold the Declaration of Independence. He finds two. He finds the two strongest little capsules ever invented. Declaration of Independence size Kevlar <laughs> bulletproof case with a strap. <laughs> with a fucking sweet strap. <laughs> yeah. I think if I could purchase any movie prop that's ever existed. Holy dude, fuck. how awesome would it be to drink out of that fucking shit? Oh, shit. <laughs> I would buy the case that Benjamin Franklin Gates carries the Declaration of Independence I'm going to look on eBay. So <laughs> yeah, dude, that's got to be out there. No, Nick Cage got that in his private collection. Are you kidding me? <laughs> All the other great props. Nick Cage, if you're listening, I will buy it from you. Do you think the thing that ages this movie the most is the fact that they're hung up that he used a, a credit card to buy the, the fake declaration when she's like, we take Visa. It's like, did he not realize that he could be paying for that? Or was he just that afraid of using the card? He didn't want it tracked. They were going to find him in two seconds. I think if he paid cash, he probably would have a few more days. He didn't have enough cash, so? though. They wouldn't yeah, have known. Who, they wouldn't have went bucks. to his apartment right away. He would have been able to go to his apartment. They would have been able to look at the document because he had all that shit. Remember, they go he to his apartment. Couple, right, He's like, "Why does this psychopath have <laughs> lemons?" <laughs> that's, one of, that's one of my favorite scenes because the FBI guy who's like running the whole Harvey thing. Harvey Keitel, yeah. He just he runs through a list of Nick Cage's accolades that all like. If you have any question in this movie, it's like, well, how would Nick Cage be able to do this? He listed, he listed yeah. out for you. This dude's like a historian. Mm-hmm. He's MIT, a, right? Yeah. He's like a biochemical engineer. Sub. He's got a scuba diving. I don't know. I don't th- who's, uh, I guess we're supposed to believe that um, Sean Bean, a.k.a. Ian Howe, is paying him to do this. Because otherwise you're like, what, uh, uh, what's he doing for money? Is he just tracking this treasure since he was eight years old? 
Yeah, I don't, he's got enough qualifications that he could. He might teach scuba diving on, on <laughs> weekends or something. Yeah, he's like a college professor. Or so. I'm assuming he has some type of money. He's independently wealthy. Probably. I mean, if this Look movie, they probably would have made him a college professor, but then it would have been a blatant ripoff of Indiana Jones. <laughs> yeah. Because I will say, National Treasure is one of the best Indiana Jones movies. <laughs> it's definitely better than the fourth Indiana Jones movie. It's better than the fourth and the second by a long shot. Speaking of that scuba diving, it's made me... I Every time I watch this, I want that machine where they're just flying underwater with that... I don't even know the what you would call that thing torpedo right thing. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, they go across... Is that the Hudson River? Yeah. Which is one of the most polluted <laughs> rivers in the entire world. Also, you'd be dead if you ever went swimming that. But like... That's like a couple. That's like a mile, at least. At least I don't know how fucking wide the Hudson River ends is or up in New Jersey. Yeah. yeah, that's literally. I'm like, surprised they didn't have him go down to Florida and just be like, "Welcome to Florida." Just take it the whole <laughs> way, baby. This thing rips. Dude, that whole plot twist though, when it turns out Riley and uh, Diane Kruger—I can't remember her name—are uh, the fuck is, is her she name? Have, is she have an accent? Yeah, yeah, she's German in this. But, but I think she loses it. Dutch? She oh, loses it. <laughs> yeah. She loses it a couple times. It's not like. always there. <laughs> She's not actually. What is she her name? Accent in real life, right? She was bouncing back and forth between the set of Inglorious Bastards and uh, Ab- Abigail Treasure. Chase. Is that her yes. name? Is Abigail? Yeah, yeah. Chase. Because was... the only reason is Jer has the soundtrack up, and one song is called "The Chase," and like that sounds right. And also, one song is called "Ben." <laughs> so yes, <laughs> we're gonna play that after. <laughs> A new drinking song. What does he say right before he jumps down into the water? I'm taking door number three. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I found another door, and I'm going to take it. I wish you could curse in this movie. I'm surprised they don't. You can R-rate a national treasure. I'm fucking jumping. It must be jumping. PG, right? They didn't use their one F-bomb. That no, PG-13. I think this might be of. fucking G. It might be PG-13 just based off Nick Cage's raw sexuality throughout this movie, yeah, but that, other than that... It's got to confuse a lot of young kids. <laughs> uh, but... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay, my, my favorite part, though, is whenever he's explaining away something ridiculous about why something is where, like, <laughs> like when they're on Wall Street and he's just like, well, actually, the Wall Street follows the you actual wall. at the wall. <laughs> wall Street used to follow an actual wall. Yeah, you're going to lead me into it. what I was saving for my last point. My absolute favorite scene in this movie is when they're in the Charlotte. He, Nick Cage's he monologue. reads the riddle, and then we just watch him <laughs> decipher the riddle in real time, dude. I love that scene more than any Give this other man an Oscar. scene. When he fucking, like, he's like, it's absolute, it's firm. He's like, no, it's it's not that. And then he, like, corrects himself. He's like, it's resolute. It's He's, like, repeats himself. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> and everyone's just like, what are you doing? an iron pen. But what is iron? <laughs> It's not the pen that's iron, it's what was written with the pen. Oh my god. I'm trying to remember, like, the exact... Well, then he's like, and Jeffrey Matlock wrote it. He's the one who... And, mentioned, and the other guy's, like, saying, iron pen, that's a prison. He's like, shut the fuck up, Sean, you think? Sean, you're an idiot. The line that I lose it every time... I can't remember the lines in the riddle, but then when he's just like, well, there's something. A map. Maps have legends. Maps have keys. <laughs> no, Unreal. No, like, you're telling me, like, did this ever, like, did test audience ever see this? And they're like, mm, that doesn't really make much sense. They have to move this plot along really quick, and they just they rely on him. him. They're like, Nick Cage has to solve the movie for us. <laughs> we don't know where to go. 
That could have been a movie on its own, but no, he is too smart for it. That is by far my favorite scene in this movie. Do you think historians watch this movie and are like, none of this this is is fucking true? (laughs) I'm assuming a lot of like flat earthers and like anti-vaxxers watch this and are just like, holy fuck guys, let's go to that church in New York, there's treasure down there. Honestly, yeah. Yeah, I, I have... Thoroughly, this is not a joke. I have thoroughly researched the historical accuracies of this movie. Cause oh, yeah, you did for the, yeah. I made a video. Never published it, like, publicly. I might go back to it one day, but... You should. My favorite historical inaccuracy in this movie is the clue on the back of a $100 bill. Another great scene where he barters his watch <laughs> for a $100 bill and then uses a water bottle as a magnifying glass. <laughs> Love it. I've tried that. <laughs> And it works. <laughs> no, it, it works. Spoiler Spot alert, on. does not work. But they find the, the, the time in the etching on the back of a $100 bill, and he says it's based on a painting. Oh, yeah, and fucking Doug from Hangover is like... <laughs> <laughs> Actually, motherfuckers. But I could not for the life of me find a source showing what the original artwork that was on the back of a $100 bill was. That doesn't even matter, because that version of a $100 bill only existed from, like, the 80s to, like, 2012. So that means back in the 1770s, they put this plan together, and they're like, whoever's going to solve this has to do it between 1986 (laughs) and 2012. Otherwise, they're going to change the $100 bill, and this clue won't mean anything. Damn, Jerry, don't try to ruin this movie for me, because it won't happen, but that... But he's he not would have, in 2004. So he would have found a way. He would have found a way. He, he, he could have found it. this in 20, 104. He, Nick Cage was never. He wouldn't have died before he found this fucking treasure. He can find a George Washington campaign button. He can find some old, you know, hundred dollars that used are That's no longer absurd. in circulation. That's absurd to think about. Yeah, that one always gets me because I'm always a little bummed. I'm surprised she didn't wash her hands before pressing uh, all those buttons. And types but, with one finger. <laughs> types with one finger. Luckily, the one that she pressed uh, on the button because she's, nice she's not left-handed. I also love, I love when Riley reads the potential passwords. A glove fry, a fry glove, <laughs> a very golf. He's like, Valley Forge, two L's, two E's. <laughs> like, she, she hit it twice. <laughs> like, oh, no shit. But like when you're watching it. You're like, the you're whole little, time I was like, Valley yeah. Forge, motherfuckers. Yeah. You're, I like, know. you're like a little tipsy. You're like, oh, no fucking way. Like, of course you hit those numbers or those letters twice. Like, easy, fucking Nick. Nick Cage did not need the letters in front of him. He's like, eat my dick, Riley. It's definitely Valley Forge. <laughs> Oh my I God. imagine, I don't know, like, if he, if he typed that in wrong, like, he just, like, burns up on site, like, <laughs> yeah. he just gets fucking lasered or something. Well, I always think, like, the other guy's plan seems a lot more risky, just going in, guns a-blazing. I don't know if they get out if uh, Nick Cage isn't there. How, Legitimately, though, uh, like, as far as just, like, a movie scene of a heist, showing the two different heist sweet. approaches back-to-back, like... They do that really well, too. It is so cool. I mean, shout out to the the writers for figuring out two ways to steal the Declaration of Independence. We should probably each form a team, do one of them, see which one works better. CIA should check up on the guys who wrote this movie. (laughs) Hey, man, where'd you get that information? (laughs) How do you know we put it down at night and we fucking... Four feet concrete. This is a call out to the global Big Movie Boys audience. If anyone can point me to a a National Treasure-themed escape room... Wow. I will go to that town and do it. Be in Alaska. That's in South Dakota, underneath for the second movie at least, underneath Mount Rushmore. That would be fucking Probably sweet. In Valley Forge. 
It might be in wow. Or There's New a York, lot of places uh, or under in the Boston, church, <laughs> or or any of the historical places they go. Philadelphia. I yeah. felt like they left it open at the end. Like one of the only historical cities they don't go to is Boston until they send you in there at the very end. Like no, they had to hit it there. I'm just saying, a future movie. Do we go to Boston? Oh, oh no, 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 no. <laughs> Do what? we get help from a certain Bostonian? Who's the bad guy in that movie? Holy National shit. Treasure 3 Battle for Boston? <laughs> One if by land, two if by Mark? Dude. And then Mark Wahlberg's like, let's have a fucking tea party, baby. <laughs> Could you imagine Nick Cage and Mark? They've never been in a movie together, I'm assuming, right? You could not have two alphas. Is the world still going? <laughs> yeah. God, could you imagine those two in the same room? Well, they're just immediately fighting each other. I don't know how you. I don't know how Beef they team up. Side. How do you have two? That probably the two biggest alphas in the world. Listen to this. Let's add Nick Cage to our. We our Vin Diesel, John Cena, Mark Wahlberg. Put in Nick Cage in there. You give me prime Nick Cage. Yeah. Are you saying Nick Cage right now? Either. Uh, I don't matter. think it matters how old he is. Give me ten <laughs> or a hundred. I'm thinking he's whooping everyone's ass. That's a good point. Any final thoughts on National Treasure? I'm glad we finally got to. Just, I'm surprised we didn't. We, do we've this talked movie a before. lot about National Treasure on our own, but it's good to finally have a recorded version that we can go back to. I mean, it won our best movie bracket, so it did. And it was in contention for best of 2004 when we were doing the best of the 2000s. That was just a tough year. It was, uh, we do that, we do that year competition. again. We do that year again. This probably wins six out of ten times. Gun to my head, this is probably my like top. And then I top. Bob, <laughs> <laughs> one of these days we're gonna get that top five out of you. One, one of these days we'll bring a gun to the studio. <laughs> we'll see what really I happens. have a top thirty-five or so on Letterboxd, and this is unironically in that list. And it'll stay there till the end of time. It may only climb the rankings if it, I'm being it honest. It can't fall. This movie cannot fall. All right. Well, with that being said, next week, other than uh, National Treasure Two, uh, maybe we don't actually have anything. What is the name of that book? Book of Book Secrets. Of Secrets. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> where he kidnaps the president within the first fifteen minutes. Super plausible. Other than uh, episode eight of Mighty Ducks and Tokyo Drift being recapped next week, I'm not sure what we're doing. Maybe it will be National oh, Treasure. Oh, I know 2. something just came out on HBO Max. Russia. <laughs> oh, Jerry, we, we are watching. The Woman in the Window. We are watching The Woman Fuck. in the Window. What is that? I forgot to write it down. Great book, Bob. Do you want to read it? I'll start the book cast. before. Great cast. I, I did not know Gary Oldman was in this movie. Yeah, it's it's a great cast. So we are watching, what's it called? The Woman in the Window. It's on Netflix next week. That's what we'll be watching and reviewing. So we'll see you then. In the meantime, thank you for listening. And remember, the aliens helped them. We'll see you next week.